Hey everybody and welcome into episode 29 of the Nerd Mosh Pit. On this episode, Matt, Kenny, and Nick talk about some great video games that Nick should be playing right now. They, Kenny and Nick, loved them some Wild Wild World. And Matt talks about his disappointment at the movies lately. So, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I really do appreciate everyone out there who's liking, commenting, subscribing, sharing with all their friends, their family, their enemies, and everything in between. Uh, please remember to follow us at Nerd Moshpit on Twitter and to like, subscribe, send us those five-star reviews. We really do appreciate it, and it helps the show out a ton. So, without further ado, enjoy the show. episode 29 of the nerd mosh pit who's ready to record some fucking nerd mosh pit oh yeah the players of players nick how you doing sir doing well kenny yourself have you been doing better than well i've been doing well just no one wants to talk to somebody who's doing well you guys you need to be great or shit bagged or something Honestly, I'm extremely tired. I got home today, and my daughter had me occupied until 8 o'clock when she laid down. So I got home, and she said, let's go outside. I was like, okay, let's, okay, let me just take off my shoes real quick, and we'll go outside. And then it was, oh, let's go out back. Let's go to the backyard. Okay, we'll do that. And then, yeah, that was my day until about 8 o'clock. So. Okay. Dad life. Good for you. Yeah. Dad life. Proud of you. So proud of you, Kenny. Dad oh, life. man, I have something else to talk about, too. I just remembered. <laughs> oh. This is the best part of Nerd Mosh for everybody is we hop on. I mean, literally, like, two, three minutes before the show started, we're all like, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to talk about, you guys. You're going to have to figure something out. And everybody's like, well, I think I got something. I got something. And as we go, it's just like, I got more. I've got more things to talk about. Um, and that's why we're here today. We're here to talk to all of you, to whisper sweet nothings in your ears, and to be sweet, sweet cherubs. So, uh, Nick, what's been going on with you, dude? What's, uh, what have you been going all over this week? What have you been uh, having fun with hating or loving? Whatever. I don't know. Well, there's not a whole lot as far as in that aspect, but as far as just, um, I had a whole lot of time. I've watched a documentary. I caught two movies. I've been playing some games, so I can't complain. Nice. I've been occupied. What about you, Kenny? Anything fun and fantastic that you can't wait to talk about now? <clears throat> um, I'm just going to throw something out there right now. Have you Do guys it. seen the new Westworld trailer? Yes, of course. I oh, watch HBO, my... and it's all over the place. Yes. I never watch HBO, but please tell me you got the chills from that music. Please. From the Nirvana? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so... I. I heard that, and then I listened to the Westworld soundtrack for two hours at work today. Because <laughs> I was like, and I read through the Wikipedia entry for it, and I decided I need to watch Westworld again before season two. Nice, I'm in. Yeah, Let's that's do it. that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna rewatch it with my wife because she hasn't seen it. Oh yeah, you got to man. Season two is coming quick and in a hurry in May, right? No, April twenty second. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Holy God! What am I doing with my life? April 27th. Right around the corner, man. Can't I can't wait. I'm stoked. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, it It looks like it's going to be bonkers. So I'm a little nervous because I, I loved the mystery of Westworld. And I'm curious on the kind of mystery that's going to be there just with this trailer. I loved the whole, like, 
we're in uh, Playland, basically. And right now, it looks like basically the Playland is going to hell. And it's just going to be complete and utter chaos. And I'm like, how cool is that going to be? Because I really like the the mystery of season one. I, I so. think they're gonna I think they're gonna be able to do the same thing with this one. It, it I seems hope like so. from the it seems like from the preview, there's a lot of mystery that's going to be involved. That's going to keep it going for us. I, just, I was even reading through like the Wikipedia on it today, like just out of curiosity and like all sorts of like just. Um, just reading about like the story and everything, I was like, "Oh man, oh yeah, that part and that and what they said to that person." And man, I, I'm getting really excited. I just I love that. That's one show that I I don't were you even recording this podcast, Matt, when that was out. What? No, this wasn't. Even, we weren't even recording about Westworld since Nerd Moss Pit, right? Well, we talked about a couple episodes of it, but it it had basically ended. I think we I think yeah. we had started and we had like maybe two episodes. I don't know. Any historians of the Nerd Mosh Pit out there, let us know <laughs> what we talked about on episode one through five. But I mean God, that show just sucked me in, man, and, and I'm <laughs> I'm very excited to, to see more from it again. Have another show. Because right now Well it was we were it. we were talking about it because it was still going on when Game of Thrones had started and we were talking about we were talking about Game of Thrones on this, so yeah, because right now, right now, I just, I literally don't care about any TV shows. Like, I just don't care. Uh, the only <laughs> TV show that I care about right now, and it's it's on twice a week, and it's my new guilty pleasure. I know we talked about guilty pleasures on a previous episode, but I am loving me some Triple G, Guys Grocery Games on the Dude, Food Network. Best show ever. Best show ever. <laughs> fucking awesome, man. I love it. Three, oh, two, man. one, go. Go. Yeah, all Dude, of his stupid I, shit he does and things so, like that. Like, I, here's the thing: like, people used to shit on Guy Fieri all the time. He's the man. They hated him all the time. But dude, watching that show, like, he literally gives so much to like just people who run small restaurants and diners and shit like that. He's the fucking he really man, does. dude. He's dude, awesome. Like, he, he puts he those is, restaurants on the map. And a, and all the work, goat, dude. All he the work he's is. done through that episode, that show for like the city of Santa Rosa and all those fire victims out here in northern Northern California, man, it's awesome. Like he he always has people on there donating to the the fire victims and things like that on that show. Like, uh, hats off to you, guy. I I feel bad because I feel like I probably shit on you a couple of times in the past, and I shouldn't have done that because you're the fucking man, dude. I think it's. I think. I mean, he was. Everyone kind of made fun of everyone. So they do FieriCon. Did you know about FieriCon? <laughs> I did not know about FieriCon. <laughs> so New York nice. had its second annual FieriCon this year, and it was basically a bar crawl, and everyone dresses up as Guy Fieri. All right, Kenny, <laughs> Nick, got FieriCon number three, live from Nerd Mosh Pit at FieriCon three. I Dude. I am saying yes. that we need to go do a bar crawl at FieriCon three. We need to take train to Flavortown in New York. <laughs> take that train to Flavortown. And we should all get our hair like highlighted together. Dude, everyone gets their hair bleached and wears like visors. It's so awesome, dude. And they wear, yes. they wear like the oh polos. my god. They wear they wear the polo shirts with flames on them and stuff. Oh yeah. I, I'm sorry, but like guys. Uh, and Fieri the best part about like, that is it's like my it's basically my wardrobe without all the flames, like sh- shorts, yeah. spiked hair, and a t-shirt. I, all I need to do is put more flames on my shit, and I'd basically be Guy Fieri anyways if I just and, and, spiked, and if I put those. Uh, if I frosted my tips, if I frosted my Frost tips. Frost your tips. That's awesome, dude. It, it's so dope. But, I, um, I had no idea. 
Anyways, I have a I have continue. a weird thing whenever I eat and if we're around a TV, I love to be watching Food Network and it's Diners so Drivers weird, and Dives. Right? <laughs> Diners Drivers and Dives and Guys Grocery Games are always my go to. Triple D and Triple uh, I, G. I love that. I love that show. <laughs> oh Fiery man. Con. We're Dude, gone. I cannot wait. I'm looking up tickets for Fiery Con. Uh, anyways th- that's really honestly like that's really the only show i watch right now is fucking triple g and i'm waiting for westworld also i, I do watch crashing on hbo because pete holmes is hilarious and that show is awesome i need to catch up on silicon valley i heard the recent episode oh, so of silicon valley is so good it's amazing dude silicon valley i can't wait for silicon valley well they're doing a new season right now yeah, yeah. i can't wait my nerve so boner can't handle it i think it's already started the new season of Silicon Valley? Has it started already? No. I don't think so. Fine, don't believe me, whatever. I don't. And I'm going to go to HBO now as you're talking about your love for Westworld, and I'm going to look it up. Or were you done talking I'm about curious. it? No, I'm just excited for it, that's all. Oh, yeah, I can't wait, man. Everyone's excited. I'm yeah, stoked that's for a, it. One of the best shows HBO puts out. I agree. I I agree. It's it's definitely up there, and especially since we're so far away from the last season of Game of Thrones, man. I mean, we're we're basically a year out now, and it's been seven months almost since the last season was out. So they better fucking kill everyone in that show. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is dead. Season finale. Everyone dies. Everyone you love is dying. Why keep them alive? The series is over. Fuck it. Just kill them all. Why? You need to have some hope. But they can live in our hearts, though. Yeah, exactly. If you could have, if you could have one character from Game of Thrones lives, who would it be? Arya. Who? What? Uh, Arya. Arya. Arya Stark. I think it'd just be kind of badass. For You're right, Kenny. The there's fucking standing. two episodes of Silicon Valley out. Oh my god. See, it did start. That's what I thought. My coworker loves it, and he was telling me about it. Oh my god, I can't. I'm watching it right now. Fuck you he guys. Said even, he said even Show's over. Miller, We're done. It's only... with, <laughs> he said even without TJ Miller, it's the, it's really, really good. TJ Miller was a very huh. small part of what made that show great. Yeah. Like, super so, small part. Um, uh, well, who I, I know what I'm talking about next episode of Nerdmaster. I would probably want um, the, the wildling guy because he's just tight. Tormund, hell yeah! Yep. Screw everyone. You else. totally okay, took my you answer. To have, you need to have Brienne of Tarth though, so that way they can. No, all right. No, I'm gonna no, keep Brienne no. of Tarth alive. You can keep Tormund alive, and let's make giant babies with them. And let's sell them for and profit. We'll sell them. <laughs> to so, so, so we'll we sell them to the slavers for... of Easteros. Yep. So, so we got one vote for Tormund. We got one vote for Brienne of Tarth, and we got one vote for Arya Stark. Yeah, you're you're a fucking cop out, Arya Stark. <laughs> She's a fucking little badass. <laughs> I'm not. Dude, I, I love the assassins, man. That would probably be my second pick. <laughs> no, Arya would be like my fifth. No, that. I mean, I would love for um, uh, Khaleesi to nope. make it through, but I, I don't want think her she to will. die. Okay, I'm gonna keep us going here. Have any of you seen Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine? Brawl and Cell Block 99. I don't think I've seen that. Is it on Netflix? It is on Amazon Prime and it stars Vince Vaughn. 
So the the last week, um, you guys, ever, all our, our three fans can blame me for not recording because I was out of town for my birthday and no one was home. And my friend Aaron's like, hey, let's hang out. You know, we never hang out for your birthday. And we're like, cool, let's get beers. So we drank a bunch of beer and we started watching Cell, Brawl and Cell Block 99. And I almost finished it this morning. And it is a story about... Vince Vaughn, and it is extremely deep, dark, violent, and I don't know if I can finish it because it made me so depressed, but it's about Vince Vaughn, you know, happy-go-lucky Vince Vaughn, uh, ending up in jail and basically having to do horrible, horrible things to save his wife outside of jail, and it's just Vince Vaughn does not look like an intimidating person, but in this movie, that guy's fucking huge. Like, why did I never realize that Vince Vaughn is like basically a giant? Like, and dude, he's huge. He's he's boxing people in prison, and he's got the southern accent to him, and he does so good in the movie. And I've, he towers over everybody in all the it's movies. It's crazy, he's dude. It's crazy. Well, what so, is he, like, so six, check six? this out, dude. So you want to see like a really funny thing about it though? Is like, go back and watch Rudy, where he's like the third string quarterback, <laughs> and he's fucking <laughs> giant in that, dude. Dude, he's, it, it, he's a scrawny little giant in that film, dude. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's crazy. Like, so the the whole premise is. He is a, like a tow truck driver, loses his job. His wife's got a kid on the way, so he starts uh, basically being a driver for drugs, just the driver. And something goes wrong, and, and you know he ends up in trouble. And I don't want to spoil anything, but like he is the he's like a big teddy bear, but then like you get really scared of him because his face just changes sometimes in the movie and he loses it and it's done really well. And, but just don't be planning on being in a good mood while you watch it because it kind of bummed me out during my lunch break today. And I was like, I might have to watch this at a different time. You know, I've got like 45 minutes left of it, but it's super, super gnarly. So that was my one segue. So I recommend that. Number two is you should watch Take Your Pills on netflix already is... saw it about adderall it's phenomenal you really already saw it hell yeah it's fantastic we just talked about it you didn't say anything before the show oh is that what you guys were talking about before the show <laughs> oh, dude so i was off i was off in fucking wonderland right there sorry i was making a new uh email address for our newest podcast on the mousecore family of brands all for comics Oh. And continue talking about uh, Take Your Pills because it was fucking kick-ass. It was definitely um, kind of, like, scary. Like, you know, basically Adderall is a tiny version of meth, like, in, in its simplest form. And and it, I understood some people take it because they need it. But um, it's scary how much we rely. And it, it kind of hits a little close to home to me. You know, I, I, I took medication for anxiety for years and I haven't taken it for a couple months now. And it was really, it's really hard to get off a medication that you take for five, six, seven years. And I don't think people understand that. And the scary part is Adderall's so available to people. What happens when they don't get it anymore? Like, you're, it, I don't, I, I think everyone underestimates how hard it is to get off, uh, like, for, 
to get off of medication. Of any kind. Black you know, that's the thing of any kind, especially when you're giving them amphetamines like that, right? And where it's yeah. it's about focus and, um, you know, a heightened sense of awareness um, and that high that is talked about, right? And it's, it's scary because one of the things that really took me for a loop in that show of uh, Take Your Pills was the amount of uh prescribed adderall um and you know before you know before like the 1950s or whatever it was astronomical um yeah and then it was classified as a stage two narcotic it plummeted was hardly ever used and now it's at the highest rates it's ever been at because yeah. of how widely available it is because you have these more affluent families giving it to everybody in the house Everybody from yeah. mom to the three kids are all on Adderall. And it's speed. I mean, it is. It's meth. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's crazy. Cause like what would happen in today's country if all of a sudden Adderall just was not a thing. It just stopped production. It was, it, someone would do it on the black market. Well, yeah. no, you would go to meth. You would go to crystal speed i think speed is the most um com comparable it's, drug it's to crystal Adderall. meth you think but, so? you, you it think absolutely is because it's an amphetamine it's a methamphetamine that's what the name comes from but it's it's just it's just you know i mean i it, it, it worries me for all these people because like even for me like i took anxiety medications for years and when i finally got myself to the right level where I didn't need them anymore. When I stopped taking them, I felt like I was basically hung over every day for months. Yeah. I'd wake up in the morning and you feel hung over and you didn't even get to have fun the night before, you know? So it was miserable. Yeah. And that's just that. Like, imagine like basically you're take, you're popping a pill that makes you feel like you just drink 20 cups of coffee and then not having that anymore. Like, it was super eye-opening, and I texted Heather while I was watching. I said, hey, our kids are never getting Ritalin, like, because it just yeah. scared the crap out of me, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, it, 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 I think there's a place for these medications in certain situations, but I think now, more than ever, the perfect example was in, in, the, college, in the college realm, you know, perform, here's a pill, perform, you know, and that's kind of... How some of the, and I, I wish they knew that their grades don't mean shit once they graduate, but I huh, guess they'll never know. So, no one goes back and looks at your grades when you graduate, by the way, guys. See no. Get degrees. They look at the piece of paper that everybody has that does not put your GPA on there. Oh, they do get not degrees? care. C's get degrees. Um, <laughs> that's my new hey. song, by the way. Check it out on YouTube. And but they don't Twitter. get you into really good master programs, by the way. Yeah, if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, that's a whole other thing like that. So once you, you get, get it, once you get into graduate programs, only B's get degrees actually. So masters and, and doctoral programs, only B's. C's aren't a C is a fail. A C plus is a fail. A B minus is a fail. A B is a passing grade. So nice. it's like why even why even have the other grades? Just give me A or B. Yeah, that's just it. give me pass <laughs> or fail and let's call it a day. Yeah, exactly. So is, you can uh, give me a pass excited? minus if you want to just give me a B. Is anybody excited about um, Fahrenheit 451 coming on HBO? 
only because Michael B. Jordan is starring in it. And what's the who's the other guy in that? I can't think of his name right now. Um, uh, other than I'm that, actually not really. looking forward to it. I read that book when I was in high school, and I'm actually looking forward to it. I I think it's going to be good. Like I, I, I mean, it has a ton of a uh, potential, and it 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 could definitely be great. I think Michael B. Jordan is fantastic, and um, I love the premise behind Fahrenheit 451. So I, I think it has a, a really high upside for sure. And HBO's been kind of knocking out of the park with some of their their self made films lately. So, what about you, Kenny? Are you looking forward to that? I haven't read up much about it, and I haven't seen Black Panther, so I, I don't really have much opinion on it. But I love the book. I think it has a lot of relevance in today, too. So hopefully they can do something good with it. And that that's it right there. I just uh, just remembered that just a couple seconds ago, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great, man. I, I mean, it'll be really good. I, I, if it bombs, that'll be that will be the more surprising thing is if it really sucks. Like it should be a good. Flip. Yeah, I'd be shocked if it yeah. bombed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nice. So, anything else you guys been watching that you want to talk about? I've I watched Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild, Wild, Wild Country. I have not watched that yet. I've been so busy. Wow, dude. Kenny, are you a so Good. Absolutely. You're a Sanyasin. All right. <laughs> So I, I think, you know, it, it was a pretty eye-opening documentary because... We don't know much about it. <laughs> well, what did they do wrong? Truly, I mean, legally... What did they truly do wrong? What did they from legally a legal do standpoint, wrong? From a legal standpoint, basically, the land that they purchased was supposed to be used for ranching only, but they turned it into basically no, a town but, where they had their own post office, their own stores, their own hospital, their own police force. See, um, but I don't think it was – I mean, it's not like they signed a contract that said we will only use this for ranching. You know, so right, I don't think but that was illegal. Maybe a little deception, okay. That was, but, one of the, that was one of the things that they were saying in the show was that um, that's why they're tied up in court was because that land, because generally they, all the land around it was ranches, and they were tied up in court. That's when they took over that town of Antelope, is when they were tied up in court with that land usage of if it was going to be ranch land or if it could be a town like they were doing. Yeah, um, and I just I I feel a little bit bad for. The commute. I mean, granted, obviously, you know, Sheila would be a great president. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> she, she cracked me up, <laughs> she, dude. She was such a badass. Like, and then when she started getting in those media interviews, and was just like, "Fuck you" to people, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" yeah. She would, like, she would literally just say, "Fuck you." She had this very, she had this arrogance about her that was just funny. <laughs> yeah, and I I think you know obviously it was it was crazy to me and and I don't I wasn't alive at the time of all this you know I don't think any of us were. Oh no, uh, yeah, it uh, started in eighty one. Yeah, so it was it was definitely something different, but I think it was it was I, I felt a little bad for the community because granted they, in the end what did that community as a whole truly do that was. Well, what community are you talking about? The um, the Rashnishi community or the yeah. community of antelope that was kind of no, that's just a bunch of old grumpy people. 
Well, no, I, I actually kind of felt bad for them, uh, no, the people of Antelope, because they they were retired, most of them. Who cares? Um, it was a population it of like 40 city. or 50. I know, but it was a population city. of 40 or 50, and this cult comes and pretty no. much takes over everything around them. See but, see, but that's my problem, though, is that you have these little communities that think that it's theirs. They just think, since I live here and there's not a lot of people here, it's mine. And you know what? It's not. And America was founded on that on that freedom. And if people want to move somewhere and legally do it, then shut up. You know, and that's a you have this little town of 40 people. Yeah, that's great. Snowbirds retired. I don't care. Whatever. But I mean, it's but it it's, was like the it's the middle of nowhere. They're not expecting a large population but, of people just to randomly come. You know what I mean? But but, but, but why? So just because they weren't expecting it doesn't mean it's something that you know, that that community did wrong. They found the opportunity for a right. big plot of land. And so but most, of, most of the people went up there purposely just to get away from things. And Well, then go somewhere else. But that's, <laughs> I mean, they, they chose there to get away. And I mean, it was only a population of 40. Yeah, but there was plenty of land plots around to buy. There was nothing made forcing it to stay at the population of 40, except that the town sucked. You right. Know, I mean, there. I mean, it was, it was just a bunch of older people. Place. Yeah, it was obviously a miserable place to live, and just place somewhere that you went when you retired. You right. Know? But I mean, they didn't even. Yeah, they affected the town to an extent. But I mean, I think I I think I felt kind of bad at the end of it because that the guy who narrated the lawyer did a really good job of showing the illegality that happened. And basically, yeah, he he really did. He basically, really did. it was I don't like them. So let's do everything we can to make them look bad. And granted, and there, there, there are questions about things that Sheila had people do, staking out people, buying guns, planning hits. Yeah, that was the, but that was the part that kind of uh, – that was the boiling point but there. But here's when... the problem. None of that ever happened. And that's what kind of you know, bothered me a little about it. I mean, I, I understand both sides, but I think they kind of got the short end of the stick because – if you look at what they were doing on a daily basis, it wasn't, they weren't doing anything that was bad. I mean, the ideas they have. No, were, not really. No. Good. They were trying to revolutionize how you farm and how you keep a community going. And they took farmland that people thought could never be farmland again and made it fruitful. You know, they, they, they I thought it was really intriguing, but my put their own was, pipes there, they put their own water system. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. It was crazy how they did this, and and my big question still is where the money come from. Uh, most of the people that were in that were in this cult were people of money. It it attracted people of wealth, uh, yeah. Western Europeans. Americans, so they just donated money to make the commune work. Um, I, I do agree with you to where the lawyer, the I forget what his name was, he did have a lot of valid points as far as that the only reason they were basically kicked out is because that nobody around them liked them, and then mm -hmm. he had a big pocket donor like the co uh, the co inventor of Nike. Yeah. Basically, has that congressman in his pocket. Yeah, and that was the so, part that I mean, that was sucked, what you know. That's you had... what kind of got the ball rolling there to be like, we want these people out of here. 
Yeah, and that's what, that's what kind of sucked, you know. It was basically big money politics that forced them in another direction. And that's a total bummer, you know, because I think if it wasn't for those things, then that probably would never happen in the first place, you know. And it was, it was, it was just a bummer to see, you know, it, it was, well, what if that wouldn't have happened? What would have happened But it did. There? It did look like that they poisoned the... Yeah, that uh, was well, salmonella. That was salmonella. It didn't kill him. But that wasn't the. Yeah, it didn't kill him. I it mean, was... Chipotle didn't kill us with salmonella, so I guess yeah. they didn't either. And I ate Chipotle the other night. It was delicious. I can't yeah, eat Chipotle, Chipotle anymore. It literally has given me food poisoning like three times in a row. No way, really. Yeah, I can't even That's think about Chipotle without wanting to go to the shitter. Like you guys talking about it right now makes me want to <laughs> shit my pants. You should see. Man, man, you know, it'd be really good. A double wrap Chipotle burrito. You know what would be not really good is Matt screaming in agony for an hour because my stomach feels like they have, are filled with thumbtacks as my asshole explodes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the South Park episode the where they are Chipotle where they away, shit blood. blood. So I, I think I think I think um but back to the kind of topic is I think Wild Wild Country is one of the best docu-series. I mean, it's up there with Flint Town. I think it's about tied up there with it. Maybe even more, I would say more intriguing than Flint Town. And um, I couldn't, let's just put it this way. I was turning off Nino Kunai and Far Cry in order to just play, just watch uh, Wild Wild Country while I was sitting at home by myself. So I think that speaks a lot to something that I yeah. can watch on my phone wherever, and I was turning off brand new games to watch it instead. So for all of our listeners, if you haven't seen Wild Wild Country, please do. It is it is something that a lot of people, even me being a huge history buff, I didn't know much about this. And my mom grew up like right down the road. Like my mom grew up in the Dalles, which is literally... Oh, they um, talk about that a bunch. Of yeah, it was literally like 15, 20 minutes away from where this compound yeah. was. Of course, she wasn't there during a the time, but that's where she grew up. So, And I didn't even know about this. So this is not really something that's really talked about that much today. And it's really, I mean, it's not that long ago that this happened. It was just the and what's 80s. Crazy, what's crazy is at the end, they talk about how the Sanyasa community is still uh, uh, very much... Um, thriving thing it's not something yeah. that's gone you know especially like, in western europe yeah right like uh germany and they have some very big communes over there in germany and i think one in uh, gosh what was it england maybe I forget. Uh, england and, and all over those places you know there's a there's um stuff like that that there's there they were all over the countries they there's were one talking in switzerland. about it at the end yeah but yeah it's it's really, really eye-opening because I didn't even know about this, the the Rashnishi. I maybe briefly heard about it, but, I mean, what kind of people know about in this country when it comes to cults, like the Branch Davidians here in Waco, that was huge. Um, and then yeah. you, um, Jonestown. Um, those are the two two cults that you really think about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just that right. this one was a little bit different than the Branch Davidians and then Jonestown. Um those guys were just complete wacko, complete nuts. These guys are a little bit nuts as far as some of the things from the outside world they're doing, but all in all, they're pretty peaceful people. Uh, yeah, they weren't and, trying, and to, they weren't it, trying to do mass suicide. Like, you know. Nice. Uh, 
I have to check it out. You guys have been talking about this over and over through our text message thread, and I keep not watching it. So you guys have now made me super jealous, and I have to watch it now. So You have to. Screw you guys. I'm going to go watch Netflix and watch Silicon Valley. <laughs> All this show has done is me realize I'm behind on shit. So. <laughs> um, and most of that's because I went to the movies, um, <clears throat> watched uh, Pacific Rim 2, uh, was was not good in any way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> wish I had taken a nap. Um, and it, actually, the, the the visuals were like killer. They were amazing. The robot fights were awesome. The problem was, is it it gave me a movie I never asked for, and that was if need if uh um. One of the movies, why can't I think of them right now? Fast and the Furious and Transformers, Transformers. had a baby and fucked and created Pacific Rim 2, and it was awful. <laughs> it was that bad. It was pretty it dead sucked, on. dude. Because <laughs> I, saw, I saw the first Pacific Rim, and that's the first Pacific what it Rim, is. No, the first Pacific Rim was awesome. I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed I, it. I, I, the I liked second it one was balls. That was um, definitely one that you didn't need to make a sequel to. Like when I saw no. the previews for that sequel, I'm like, you don't need to do a sequel to Pacific Rim. Yeah, I, I didn't need that at all. So, uh, but I watched it, Quest for One Hundred, and uh, I I also watched Ready Player One. Um, if you read the book and like the book, I don't recommend the movie. Honestly, um, it's hard for me to recommend the movie purely because they betrayed the characters on in the movie. Um, the characters are very strong. It's what made the book so great. Uh, you know, Ready Player One was a book that was like super pumped up by some of my least favorite like geek culture people with like Chris Hardwick and Will Wheaton and these guys like just not not guys I'm usually going to take recommendations from honestly and I I kind of read the book kind of begrudgingly you know I still had some other friends that said it was really good and I should check it out and uh Cliff Blazinski was actually the kind of person that pushed me over the top he recommended on Twitter and I was like screw it I'll check it out I, and this is when I was driving back from Dallas to California so I was like I got a shitload of time to kill uh, might as well start a new audiobook and I ended up loving the book because the characters are so great they had a phenomenal bad guy in Sorrento they had a great two lead characters with Artemis and with Parzival Wade Watts and I knew the movie was going to have a lot of differences from the books because like no one wants to watch and, and spoiler alerts, get the fuck over it. This is nerd mosh pit. You know, they're coming um, in the books. The first, like he has three keys and he has to like complete trials. And the first one is literally like a, a riddle he has to solve. Right. And the riddle leads him to a dungeons and dragon dungeon. That would have been boring as hell to watch in the theater. It just would have been. It would not have been good. So I knew they had to re-up it. I knew they had to do something bigger and crazier and more awesome. And they ended up doing this really kind of badass race. Like I really dug this awesome race with all these different vehicles from nerd moments. And they had the T-Rex from Jurassic Park and King Kong bashing cars and blowing shit up. And it was really cool. Like It was a really awesome sequence. There's a ton of awesome action. It looked fucking amazing like mind-blowing how awesome it looked the problem was is they made it so dumb and simple to solve there's no way it wouldn't have been solved already like it, it i i was absolutely fucking flabbergasted when they revealed what needed to be done it pissed me off 
<laughs> but the one like strong character, Artemis, like she was like this really strong, great character, and they totally turned her into like this hussy seductress to just try to get information out of the main character Parzival as she led a resistance movement against the one the IOI. And it was it was just a betrayal because that's not what she was in the books. There was nothing even what she was near in the books. And it really pissed me off. Um, it really upset me that they betrayed the actual characters of the books. They made this great villain in Sorrento that was in the books, this overarching, ruthless, murderer, bad guy, rich guy. And they turned him into like this fucking bumbling idiot in the movie. And, you know, the, the thing that was Sorrento's downfall is he wrote his password on a fucking post-it note and left it on his rig. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, like I'm not, this is fucking retarded. Um, it's very idiotic. Yeah. And I use retarded. Yes. I know it's not a cool word to use anymore. I'm sorry. It's not PC, man. I apologize, but it was dumb. I wasn't addressing it to anybody in particular. It was just a dumb moment. Uh, I was not happy with it. The only thing that kept me from walking out of this film was a phenomenal, amazing sequence from the shining movie that was really kick-ass. It was a a, a freaking fantastic scenario and scene. And I literally... Because I was just so upset with this movie. And I w honestly was going to walk out. I really was. Because I was just so mad at what they did to the characters. And the betrayal of the creator of the Oasis. And his mindset from the books. And how they just... They didn't follow suit with those things. I didn't mind the changes. I just wish the changes would have been in line with how those characters thought and were supposed to react to each other and how they're supposed to be. And um, I wasn't happy with it, man. I was really – I'm still upset about Ready Player One. I And it takes a lot for you to walk out of a theater because you're a finisher. Like if you I've never walked out of a theater. I've never walked it. out. I've never walked out. This was going to be my first, but that shining sequence saved me because I went – Maybe they're going to do something even more awesome for the third one. And they, they really didn't. And I was pretty bummed by it. But it was a, the third one at least was kind of in line with what the creator of the Oasis would have done anyways. They made TJ Miller a, a stupid throwaway character. Two of my other favorite characters, Daito and Sho, were like the most badass dudes ever in the books. And they turned them into just throwaways. They shouldn't have even been in the movie. They shouldn't even have been in the movie how bad they were written man it was that man like Jeez. and here's aaron, the thing aaron was begging me to go see it with him so he could see it a second time and i was like dude i just don't feel like sitting in a movie and i don't think i'm gonna like a movie that's just full of pop culture references i think it's gonna bother me more than anything and here's the thing like i i know people right now that they you know and aaron is a guy who loved the book like him and i had a really long conversation about it and i really actually appreciated aaron's opinion on it because he kind of made me see the light especially with like that shining scene like but there were some really good moments, and I and I love that he he kind of brought me to that light a little bit because there were phenomenal moments. But I was so I literally I sat in the parking lot talking to the only other guy that was in the theater with me because I went and watched it at midnight, and the only other person that was in the theater that night with me at this little indie theater that watched it, we sat in the parking lot for thirty minutes talking about this film and how it betrayed the book. And it wasn't like the sequences wow. or anything, but it was the characters that got betrayed. And it, it, oh, it made me so mad because they should have had this amazing bad guy that carried the story, that made those characters even more amazing and more heartfelt. 
and more dangerous, you know? And they turned him into a bumbling PG-13 idiot. They made, him a, a bummer, they made him a fucking high school principal instead of a billionaire evil asshole. Damn, funny I'm disappointed, I, especially I was, coming from Steven Spielberg. I was talking Spielberg to, did so, his job. Spielberg didn't write this shit. He did not screenplay this shit. He directed it, and he made it look amazing. Well, supposedly, like, in, in when he premiered it at South By, he said, this is a movie, not a film. And a bunch of people, like, dug really deep into that. Like, oh, they're saying he doesn't, you know, care, or he's just making it entertaining, and yada, yada, yada. And, I mean, it's it's it was funny. Heather yesterday was asking me when I was going to go see it, because she knew I wanted to see it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know about it. I, I want to see Isle of Dogs. So, speaking of Isle of Dogs... Oh, did you see it? I saw it. What'd you think? It was fun. Um, Dude, I love I loved Fantastic Mr. Fox. So and here's I love the Wes Anderson. So here's so. the thing. It, it's not it's not <laughs> quite the story of Fantastic Mr. Fox as far as how good it is, but the animation I think is even better than what Fantastic Mr. Fox was. And that's good. More than anything, like especially what was so cool about Isle of Dogs. I'm gonna get away from Ready Player One because it's just I'm 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 feeling toxic about that movie and I don't want to be toxic because I love you guys and I love this show and I'm done talking about Ready to Play One because I want to talk about Isle of Dogs because I do like I did like Isle of Dogs it wasn't as like heartfelt as Fantastic Mr. Fox it wasn't as funny as some of his other films but what was really cool about Isle of Dogs is it actually told this pretty engaging story like it was actually kind of a cool story but the animation was amazing like it was so good it was so well done i loved the style of it and what was even cooler is there were multiple animation styles inside this animated movie so like every time they showed a tv screen or a film or anything like that it had a different really cool animation style inside of this animated movie and it was awesome it was so cool to kind of see it over and over like i loved all the different layers to this film and it, it's definitely not I don't I honestly don't think it's one of Wes Anderson's greatest flicks, but man, it's a really good time in the theater. Um, I had a lot of it was a it was a lot of fun. It was a great tale, a great story. And I'm not going to say much more because I know uh, in a lot of places it got a limited release and it's not everywhere right now, which sucks. And I, it, it sucks to see that and to hear that because uh, this should have got a nationwide release and Pacific Rim should have got the fucking limited one because uh, Pacific Rim was balls. I know. I like looked it up at Harkins on last <laughs> Friday and it wasn't playing. I'm like, man, it's not playing anywhere practically. Yeah, most it's, 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 it's not going balls. It's not going nationwide until the 6th. Oh, that sucks. But I mean, oh, that's something like that looks like the perfect like Sunday morning movie. It is. Me. It's the perfect Sunday morning movie. <laughs> That's exactly when I watched it. And I went to a yeah. theater that does full service. I got a fucking chicken wrap with a, two beers and some fucking gummy worms. And it was a phenomenal Sunday morning. Man, that sounds great. It was dude. awesome. Did you sounds take like a nap Sunday after? Oh, long. dude, I came home and I had one of the most gnarly naps I've had in a long time. Oh, it was the best. It was a I perfect Sunday. That, and then I came I home. Dream. When I woke up and I rubbed my sleepy little eyes open, I played Far Cry. It was a great Sunday. It was a great Sunday. Yes. It was awesome. And Isle of Dogs was, you know, it just set off the day right, man. It was, and here's the thing is you walked out of Isle of Dogs feeling good, 
feeling great. Like it wasn't a super downer film. Like it was, you know, it was just a Wes Anderson film, man. Like, you know, there's, there's something about his films that they kind of strike a certain chord and it was great, man. It really was. And if you're a huge dog lover, like one of our members of our cast is, you're ex- absolutely going to dig the film. Yeah, I'm a huge dog lover. Yeah, so. same here. Yeah. Same oh here. well, two of our guys are. Yeah, it's you guys will. You guys would really. I'm sure you guys will really dig it. It's like I said, it's not going to blow your minds, or it's not going to be a movie that maybe you talk about every single day. But it's it's a really enjoyable film. It really is. Yeah, I'm. I, I was really interested to. Um to see that when i saw some previews because it looked really unique yeah i mean i didn't i didn't see the what was the other one that you're talking about um pacific fantastic oh i didn't see that one either but um i never even really heard of the fantastic mr fox but i actually saw previews for this and it looked so out of the ordinary that it uh, struck a chord me to where i I really want to go see that (laughs) so think of it so here's here's where i'll sell you guys on the film right and everybody that's listening i'm gonna sell you on the film right now why you should watch it so obviously Wes Anderson has a very set type of humor in his films and they're not, and they're not for everybody, you know, whatever, but it's so the, very dry. it dry is humor. very dry, but his, at the very, very beginning of the film, it, it's like a, it's right up there. It's like warning. This film has many languages and every single character you meet speaks in their own language. The only thing that we will be interpreting for you is the dog language. And the only thing you'll understand from anybody else is either said by interpreters or someone speaking in English. Enjoy. And then it goes into it. And, like, all the characters that speak Japanese, you have no fucking clue what they say unless there's a translator around you. (laughs) Because the only thing that is subtitled is the doc. (laughs) Please tell me me there's purposely parts where they say things where they don't translate it. Oh, absolutely. It's phenomenal. That's so good. I love that. It's perfect, dude. And they do it in such perfect moments throughout the film. It's fantastic. It really you have to go is. To pretranslation.com. It is so. It's so funny. It really is. And uh, one of the one of the other really cool parts, and one of one of my favorite characters, and just a little side character in there is, is one of the dogs is voiced by Jeff Goldblum, and these dogs are together the whole time. Like they're not taken off anywhere. They're not doing anything. But somehow Jeff Goldblum has all these rumors <laughs> about shit, and randomly through the film, he's like. Hey, did you guys hear the rumor? <laughs> it's just like the craziest shit. And they're like, no, where'd you hear that? He's like, I heard it from a guy. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about where. It's fantastic. It's so it is there are some excellent, excellent moments in that movie. I, I, I did have a blast. And the and the people who are in it, I mean, you can go down that cast list of names. And you're blown away by every single person that's in this film. I saw the it's castless. It's intense. It's man. It, it's crazy how many people are in this film and how many people lend voices to this flick. So, uh, I recommend uh, Isle of Dogs purely for the animation, but the people who love Wes Anderson films, this is something that you're gonna you're gonna enjoy no, nonetheless. So, sweet. Yep. And then my last one. So I, I saw four since our last show. Nice. Um, I went and watched this. It was crazy because my local theater that, you know, my big 16 film theater, uh, you know, screened theater, uh, and they're only, they've only been playing this film at 10 o'clock every night for the last week. Um, and it's a movie you guys may not have heard of. It's called Unsane. 
And basically, you know, the, I saw something about this. I did see something about the main this. character has a stalker and she thinks she's going crazy. She's placed into a mental hospital. And one of the things I found out was it was actually filmed on the uh, on the phone. And it blew me away how good some of these things looked and some of the things were in not the greatest film, not the greatest psychological thriller I've ever been a part of or seen. Um, but definitely one of those things. I recommend it way more than Pacific Rim 2. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was pretty good, man. I liked the characters. I like I like some of the acting that was involved. It, it's kind of cool to see some of the faces that were in the film because they're not the biggest names by any means, but they're definitely people you've seen around in a lot of other things. So it was still a lot of familiar faces, some great actors and actresses, um, but nothing you're going to really walk away from like scratching your head or it's not like a high-end psychological thriller you know it's it it's it's kind of got your standard one two punches if you will but it's still a good flick I, I i dug it i thought it was way above average i i kind of enjoyed the idea behind it and uh when i heard it was filmed on a phone i was like wow that's that's super impressive so that is crazy yeah hmm. very unique yeah and, and someone maybe is lying to me about the phone thing but that's what i heard no i i heard so, i've heard something about a recent movie all yeah. being shot and, I, and I think and i think so. aaron even said it was shot on an iphone i think i think he had a post about it because i think he watched it too mm-hmm. um and I, for some reason i think i think it was maybe his post also said something like that too so what a creative way to do a movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never think that someone would be like, you know what? I think I want to do well, a movie on an iPhone. The thing is, is it, think about the cost factor of that, right? Like, you can now go and get any great idea of a story out because you can film it on your phone now, you know? So uh, I think it's awesome. I, and I thought it was a really cool – I think that's a really cool idea, and I'm glad that something like that uh, got put on a big screen because it was definitely worth the time. That's for sure. It's kind of just as creative as uh, when the Blair Witch Project came out. Nah, I don't know. That was like the first first time that's ever been done, though. Just because it's the first time doesn't mean it's worth a shit. Well, I know. I still didn't care for it, but, I mean, it was the first time you ever saw a movie that was kind of... Okay. With cameras that were running around. So before we finish this with Far Cry 5, can I chat a little bit about my initial impressions of Nino Kunai 2? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Because I literally have done less than probably three hours in that game of nino kuna yeah oh so you bought it oh, okay, oh yeah well, got, yeah it's yeah i'm at about the three hour mark too so did you meet the sky pirates no so i'm not that far okay yeah so i've met the sky pirates and i'm finally in the 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 man it hasn't even truly opened up yet i feel like i'm still in the intro um but did you get your little companion yet yeah the little guys uh, yes, they just revealed. I just kind of started getting into the the kind of ins and outs of okay. that. I'm disappointed in those because I feel like they're useless. <sighs> they they feel like they might as well have a little loop on their head so I could keychain them to my backpack. Because you have to run over <laughs> to them and hit X every yeah, time you want to do anything. Um, but I I they feel I like, like they feel like more decoration than anything right now. I, I like the game so far, but I know like it's one of those things where I I know I'm like still in the intro. I haven't even started like building my kingdom, and I heard that's such a big strong suit of the game. Yeah. Um, but what do you think of it so far? I honestly, I I started getting into it, and I and I got to that for those first initial story points, and I'm I I loved what I was seeing. I loved what was kind of going on. 
Um, but it, for me right now, like I know what I need for that game and I need like eight to 10 hours uninterrupted. <laughs> and I wasn't getting that because, you know, a malice core, you know, we, we all kind of got some of the games and we're playing them together and we're streaming online and I want to stream and I want to play with you guys and we want to do co-op and, you know, Nino Kunai isn't the game right now for what, you know, I'm having fun with doing. Um, you know, I'm still playing some monster hunter. I'm still playing, uh, I'm playing a lot of Far Cry, which we're going to talk about next. Um, and, and that's just one of those things. Like right now, Nino Kunai just, I, I told you guys I was going to, it's probably going to be my summer game. And once I can get done with Far Cry 5 here, you know, it's probably going to, I'm probably going to have another 20 to 30 hours of Far Cry 5 pretty easily. And, you know, until then, I'm probably, I'm just going to let Nino Kunai sit for a little bit because I, I need time with it. And the, this pick up and play thing that I've been doing with it, you know, I've, I've literally, I've plugged it in twice. And each time I've probably put in less than an hour and 10 minutes, you know, maybe, you know, things like that. So I'm probably, I probably am close to closer to two and a half hours, maybe less. So, yeah, I, I just did like, I just got to like met the sky pirates and stuff. Um, but I, I really do enjoy it. So I love the art on it. Um, I've got some parts where I'm like, that should have definitely been a cutscene, not subtitles. Um, and, and yeah, the, the, they're sure. jumping in between those kind of bothers me at some points because I'm like, you could have easily made that a cutscene instead of just subtitles. But I got to remember, this is a long game. It's not a, a, a you know, a quick and go game. But I, I really do love the way the combat feels and everything so far. I mean, it just feels very fluid. And I like that I'm not stuck playing Evan because I just don't like him. <laughs> Well, what, what the difference so far that I've really liked about two versus one so far, just a little bit of combat that I've had, is the combat doesn't feel as like the first one. I I dug the idea of like your familiars, you know, fighting for you, but I felt as a main character, you were you almost useless in the combat. You ha you relied on those familiars to do everything for you. And with this one, my I, a character actually feels like there's some power behind him, and that's what I dig. I, I like that. I like my character to feel powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And in this one, it, it definitely, you know, you're, um, I like playing as Roland. I think he's just fun to play with right now. I love the, the, the you know, just kind of up in your face fighting that he does. Um, but I mean, I, I've enjoyed it so far. It's a great game to play in front of my daughter when she's paying attention to the TV. When she's not, I can totally pull off Far Cry. But like tonight, I was finishing a Far Cry mission that was pretty brutal and it was involving someone ripping tattoos off a body and she was looking at the TV and I was like, okay, I think it's time for this. Off. <laughs> I think it's time for baby <laughs> to go night. <nine> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I dig it. I'm excited for it. You know, it, it's a perfect game to play in front of little ones. If you haven't, you that's know, true. Um, that's true. But it, it does feel a little, um, I don't know. It's just hard to have a big opinion on it because it's such a big game, and you need to get through that main. Yeah, I, honestly, I was I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm glad you brought it up because I I would I want people to go get this game. I think it's worth supporting. Absolutely, I just haven't put enough time into it to really give anything back for it yet. So, yeah, it does look like it has some great visuals, and oh, they're over the top amazing visuals. There, it is a gorgeous world to be a part of for sure. And as soon as I get my next bonus, I am definitely going to pick up a copy uh i think you should wait for god of war you think so yeah. god of war is coming kunai, out this month, i don't think nino kunai is up your alley nick i, think, I don't think that's you i'd rather play god of i'd, I'd rather hear your thoughts on god of war than nino kunai anyways 
Yeah, I, I just don't think you would enjoy Nino Kunai. Like, I don't know, maybe you would, but it just doesn't seem like your kind of game, dude. It doesn't seem like enough action for you. Well, you know, I mean, I don't really need a whole lot of action because LA Noir's LA Noir ain't got no action, and Nixon's loving that. But this is also this game. also is not a historian investigation game either. This is a. Uh, this is a very story-driven JRPG, and yeah, this is and very, uh, very Japanese. You, you might love it, Nick. You know, you might love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just like, really... like I said, I uh, if it's your first like turn-based RPG, uh, or like random encounter or encounter-based combat and stuff like that, because this isn't random. You can go tackle people. Um, I mean, South Park was a turn-based RPG. Yeah, but you know, I I would I don't know if this should be your first foray. I would say maybe try something like uh, a Final Fantasy or something like that to kind of slowly break you into it because that's definitely got a lot more action. But uh, if hey, if you want to give Nino Kunai a shot as one of your first JRPGs, bro, go for it. I'm all about it. I'd love to hear what you think. I, I, I'm I'm up for it. I mean, it does. I mean. Both of y'all have it. Both of y'all have been raving about it. So I'm like, why not? Do it. Go ahead, man. I'm just saying, if you're gonna wait for a next bonus, then you should get you should get God of War before you get Nino Kunai. Yeah, because you just want to hit the same button over and over. So definitely get God of War. No, because God of War is turned (laughs) into Dark Souls. God of War, baby. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. Well, I'm just gonna have to. Research both, make an educated decision, or maybe just get because both. God of War is taking on the Norse gods this time, and I cannot wait for that. That's my shit. I love me some Viking fighting. Yeah, and he also has a big fucking axe, and I love me a big axe. I mean, Skyrim is basically Norse because mythology. I and... love a big axe, that badonkadonk axe clapping. Yeah, I love when an axe a. claps all over it. Axe clapping. Axe clapping. You got it. Clap on that axe. Straight clap, clap, axing. (laughs) Okay, so. Alright, so we're going to tie this up with the Far Cry 5 review, right? Oh, yes, we are. We are going to get into some heavy, heavy Far Cry 5 talk. Um, Unless you guys want to talk about anything else before you jump into it. Oh, I did want to. Mentioned one thing. Of course you did. Um, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. So, I watched a movie last night that Ooh. I didn't really think much of as far as um, going into it. Just from seeing previews, I was just like, eh, just some, just some comedy that's probably going to be okay. But I actually really enjoyed it. Have you all seen The House? With uh, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler? Yeah. No. I did, and I wasn't a fan. Um, the reason why I enjoyed it is because I'm a big fan of that that actor that I can't think of his name right now. It's kind of a Greek-sounding last name, but he was in the league. Yeah. That's when I first saw him. He has that crazy hair, the beard. Oh. He cracks uh, me up. That you're, guy talk, just... you're talking about um, um, Rafi from the league. Yeah. Rafi from the league, yes. Yeah. Yeah, whenever, dude... I'm drunk, whenever I'm drunk, I just take a shit, and I'm sober. i think that was the reason why i was so entertained by that because that guy freaking cracks me up um like he he, he's he's in so many things like he was in a jason jason manzoukas yes yeah his character in um in parks and rec was hilarious too um 
he he had a cameo role in that, but it was yeah he had a he had a recur he had a recurring role in that. Yeah, recurring, but I I don't I don't know why, but I I really did enjoy that. I mean, I thought it was really funny. I had a lot of laugh out loud moments, and I didn't think I would, but. Kenny, give it a shot. See what you think. I know Matt just said he didn't, he didn't care for it. But yeah. Kenny, give it a shot. See what you think. I, I was entertained. Is this on Netflix? Uh, HBO. Oh, okay. It's on HBO right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a good chance I can watch it then. Yeah, and, yeah. and Jason Manzukis is definitely the best part of the house uh, by far. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I agree with you on that, Nick. He's freaking um, hilarious. You know, I, the thing with the house, man, is it just kind of it was kind of those one two punches with the the will ferrell comedies as of late and you know i don't know you kind of saw everything coming i i wasn't a big fan of it but uh i will have to say jeremy uh jeremy renner showing up was a big surprise in that film yeah so that, that, that was, was a huge that was that was kind of cool so uh that was kind of uh, i'm cool. not going to this is definitely not near like not even it doesn't even hit like my top 50 comedies not even close but it no was no very yeah it, it definitely i mean if you want an uh, a quick, you know, a, an easy date night in house, you know, in the home, and you want to watch a film that's not going to bore you to death or put you to sleep, uh, the house is definitely not going to be your worst option. That's for sure. Yeah, but I definitely don't want to talk it up too much, Kenny, and make you think that this movie is just comedic gold. It's not. <laughs> definitely not that. Um, but it is. <laughs> It is very entertaining. and The better part about that, the thing that surprised me about that film, and this will be our last piece of it, was was more the interactions of all the neighbors once they started the casino, like the illegal gambling, and how all of them just turned into terrible human beings around that casino. And uh, that, was, that was the funnier thing to me. The butcher. The butcher. <laughs> So that that was that was more the the funnier thing to me on that film. But anyways, you guys ready for Far Cry Five talk? Let's do it. You ready for the Far Cry Five? So Far Cry Five. Um. So I, I think, know, I don't know if they're ready though. I don't know if our listeners. Are I, ready I think for we this all kind of we all kind of took off different ways, right? So we all st- you all start in a great little island. I honestly I thought the opening of Far Cry Five was amazing. I loved the setup of Far Cry Five. Badass. Yeah, I agree. I I loved it. I loved the 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 start of the creepy father character, his stoicism, his his uh, stone wall type mannerisms were just creepy as fuck, and it terrified me. Honestly, like that character terrifies me more than a bloody clown character. You know, like that truly insane character and man i i love that setup i love the opening sequence um so you start off you get off your initial island and then you get to basically choose three ways to go you can you can go after any one of the three siblings of the father uh john seed jacob seed and what's the sister's name faith seed seed um she's creepy too they're all pretty creepy. Uh, John is probably my least favorite of the family. He just doesn't seem very developed. He seems more like a punk bitch than anything else. Um, oh, yeah, John. Yeah, John looks like a punk bitch. Jacob was actually a really John. cool story. 
John's area is great, though. What I've done is pretty cool in it so far. I've really digged it. Yeah, I, just, I just finished it. I just got to the second uh, section of the resistance with that. I just finished my second bubble. Okay. Yeah, uh, so you're and, and, and it was good. It's been good. I like the area because I like, you know, I like the planes. I like how it's laid out. I think that oh, area. I think that area more than any in John's after going into Jacobs, going into John's, um, I think John's area flows really well gameplay wise. Like I think it's a great part of the map to play in and have fun and kind of sandbox around. Jacobs area in the mountains is a fucking pain in the ass, man. I I I was fast traveling more than anything because it just was a pain in the ass to get around everywhere. But yeah. Jacob is a character was a fucking creep bag and man the details of this team the 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 team at ubisoft that does these games um all the small details that you know things like his backwards american flag on his jacket you know showing the retreat and the 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 uh descent from the military um his his mannerisms his setups of how they set up the flags around the bunkers things of that nature like all of those are such like big fu's to veterans and military in general and jacob's area just plays on that so well of that resistance fighter that's trying to rebel against the government with that and man it's just really cool to see how much this team cared about how that character developed in this game that's about blowing shit up and doing cool things and to see that this team spent so much time developing not even main bad guys but side characters like this it has been really impressive to me yeah i thought <clears throat> i think the attention that they played to the world um uh, just in every aspect of everywhere you go every house you go into every note you find, all that is, in my opinion, really impressive for a Far Cry game. Because I don't think the old Far Cry, I, I don't know how much you guys played the old ones, but I played one, two, and three, and four a little. And those didn't have this kind of detail that, that this one has. Every time you walk into a little fucking cabin, you find a prepper stash, you find, and when you look at the map, you go, man, this is kind of small. And I still haven't left John's area. And I put in a goddamn good amount of time in this game already. And I still have side quests to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, about, I'm about 40 hours in. And I've just, one area of Jacob's still hasn't been fully discovered. And I'm only about a third of the way through John's for the most part. Yeah, I am uh, with the face area. I have almost completely gone through the whole entire area except for like one little part just one little shaded area but hours and hours and hours of yeah this. i've got john's whole area discovered um i have a couple like little side quests here and there but like main story wise and everything that's all wrapped up and but i mean the, the just the amount of, of attention to detail they've played and and we'll talk about some positive stuff, but I do have some gripes that are really bothering me. Yeah, no, what's up? Let's hear him. Well, like, for for one, just the respawn is just insane on the, the loading. Oh, yes, the enemy yeah, respawn, respawn is, is really way over the top. 
It really is. I mean, I shouldn't they pop go up in. out of fucking nowhere. I shouldn't go in and clear out a cabinet with a silencer. There's no one around or a cabinet, a cabin. I kill three guys. I'm done. I'm in there looting. And then there's someone on a 50 cal in front of the cabin shooting at it. Or there's a fucking plane over me doing strafing runs on, on me. Like, in uh, the that's another thing. The planes, the fact that... Um, I don't know. Okay, you spent a decent amount of time in John's area now. There's been so many times in that game where I'm just, I'm just getting pummeled by a fucking plane in the sky. So John's and area it's... is helicopters, and they just fucking sit on top of you. They, like the planes, at least they do strafing runs. Like I'd rather have a plane on me. Those fucking helicopters in John's area in those mountains, they fucking sit on you. And in the mountains, you can't just bail out. Like you can't just scale the mountaintop. And you can't just mm -hmm. bail off down the mountainside. They just sit on you and fucking pelt you, man. So you're saying that an RPG is something I need to get. I recommend one, yeah. yes. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the planes, the planes carry, were carry annoying. An, but... Carry the large, the large machine gun or a rocket launcher at all times. Because otherwise, because yeah, so... I feel like I'm out there like fucking die hard launching Molotov cocktails and dynamite sticks at helicopters. And I've gotten pretty good at it. But it's definitely not the most effective way to take on the. Yeah, no, definitely not, and especially I mean, a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, and I mean the, the the that's kind of that's really bothered me at some points because, um, and then an, another aspect of that is I was trying to do a plane mission, and you meant Jacob's area has the helicopters, right? That's what you meant to say. I was I, oh I thought if I didn't say Jacob, I meant Jacobs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So in John's and base area, area has helicopters as well. Okay, yeah, in John's area, I think I saw one or two maybe. It's pretty slim. But but there's a mission in John's area where you have to fly a plane and take out some tankers and stuff. Every time I'm going to get in the plane, someone's doing a strafing run on me and blowing the plane up that I'm supposed oh, to get God in. Damn. This is part of the mission, and it keeps happening over and over. And then what really bothers me is I dropped this mission and went off to go do my thing, and Far Cry kept forcing me to keep getting updates on the radio about this mission. Hey, we've got another plane for you. Come on back. Hey, we've got another plane for you. Come on back. And it just wouldn't stop. And I had to force myself to go do the mission to make the reminder of it go away. Eesh. And that, that really bothered me. I did have my game crash once. Um, it Man, just, I, yeah, I, I haven't had any I game went, crashes yet. Thank you. I, I went to just turn it on and it was just like stuck in limbo for like 15 minutes and then it just said error and then I just restarted my PlayStation and then um, my other, you know, big gripe of it and this might be my biggest one is there's no variation in guns. As there's far as not. like from like one assault rifle to the next assault rifle? There's just not enough. I mean, there, there's like two or three different assault rifles in the game. Well, there's assault rifles, and then they also have the lever-action rifles. Um, my biggest thing but with they're the they're labeled as assault rifles, though. They're yeah, labeled they as assault the rifles, but, rifle. but they control differently. They play differently. Um, uh, the, the thing with that, though, Kenny, and here's what I will agree with you on with the weapons, is you can't unlock a weapon unless you've picked it up off someone's body or found it in the world. In one of the trucks. And I think that's kind of bullshit, because you know, I've got like 30,000 dollars right now and i just want to buy a fucking cool weapon and it won't let me buy that unless i found it somewhere and i don't like that so i haven't found anything about find, finding weapons yeah i you, never well, go to your weapon stash oh, yeah. like you go to the shop just break into those trucks and you cannot buy weapons in there unless you found them in the world first 
All mine are locked by just my progress in the game. So yeah, the progress of the game is if you find that weapon. As soon as you find that weapon, you can use it in the shop. And with a lot of those box trucks, you don't have to. But you still have to buy it in the shop, right? If you've owned it, if you've had that weapon before, you keep it, right? So if you just find it in the world and, and you go to the shop, yes, you have to rebuy it, but you don't have to rebuy it over and over and over again every time you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just buy them. Um, but like even then, though, there's only like there's like three different main assault rifles you can use in the game, and I really think they skimped out on that. I mean, I'm sorry, but as being a gun owner myself, there's a lot more damn different types of guns than absolutely a, an AR, a lever action gun, and an old school like M1 Grand. Like, there's a yeah. lot more different guns than that, and I really feel like they skimped out like badly on it it makes me yeah bored i would to shoot I, I would i would like to see some ak's and some other things like that for sure well and, and even yeah. that you know i mean i mean you're giving me you know th- a, a three different main archetypes of a rifle in a game that's all about shooting shit you're giving me three different types of shotguns you're giving me two different types of machine guns and then you're unlocking ones below that that are the same thing they just look different they have the same stats oh yeah and that's I, the one I'm thing that bothers like, me is the stat doesn't and i was gonna talk about that too but there's no I mean, difference in it yeah there's yeah, no difference it, in stats it just look it's all cosmetic between those weapons and that, and that that's kind of i really think like they i really do think they dropped the ball i think I if they could have added three or four more guns in each area it would have felt much more fleshed out but right now like i'm bored of shooting almost everything yeah, I'll agree with that. Now I'm at the point where I'm just like buying guns that look stupid, and I'm like, well, I just want to shoot something different for a mission. You know, <laughs> so, um, um, I my big my one of my two biggest things uh, I already like you already said, I'm, so I'm not going to mention that. Um, is the obviously the respawn rate, um, but my my two you know gripes about the game still are, you know, this is 2018. You've now Far Cry 5, you had Far Cry Primal, so that's six different games minimum, right? And your driving mechanics are still the shittiest of the shittiest. Yeah, I'd have to agree on that. Like, there's no reason that your piloting and driving mechanics should be this awful. Yeah, the the, the, the driving has never been a... Uh hot point no and you know that's one of the reasons why i was never a really big fan everything feels like you're on the water driving a boat you know there's no difference in how anything really controls and that sucks um but secondly um the detail of the weapons um like have a large machine gun in your hand firing that off and when you go like reload or anything it just looks like a fucking big black bar sticking out of your chest um there's not a ton of detail you know you're not seeing bullets flying off around you things moving like i wish there i still wish there was a lot more i i'm very impressed by the story of this game so much like this story is what has really kept me going on this game because the some of the smaller details around it have really been less than stellar by a far um, for this to be late in the generation wars and console wars, for this to be a late in the generation of this game, you know, if this was the second Far Cry that ever been released, maybe I'd let that pass. But to be Far Cry 5 with other spinoffs as well in the Far Cry series, 
and to kind of have some piss poor detail with weaponry and stuff like that and clothes and um, other items like it's kind of a bummer yeah i mean yeah. i, yeah, I, I agree, I agree. the graphics are they're current gen they're not pushing the boundary in any no, way never not. but i i you know i still enjoy them but you know i i agree there there's and then there's points where um you know i mean it, it's kind of typical of a far cry game but I, I still think overall the game is did do great i mean i, I do because i want to talk about some game. positives now because i'm still playing it and i can't wait to play some more of it like literally i thought about it all fucking day because i like it a lot um i love the clutch nixon stuff the uh daredevil like yeah, challenge it's, shit it's pretty <laughs> yes. the music the that plays amazing. The fucking listen to the music during those daredevil challenges next time and it is fucking amazing how oh, so good, good though i mean it's literally like and he's fucking breaking walls clutch nixon <laughs> like it is amazing yeah, I, the I music in general in the game. i also <laughs> love how stranglehold is playing at every garage you go to right <laughs> <laughs> yes have you got oh you guys haven't well, gone up to jacob seeds area Jacob's, yeah. so up into jacob seeds area there's a guy um I, his name i can't think of his name right now but there's an old dude in a rocking chair who's running for governor um and he talks about how we're gonna make montana great again and i have this fucking idiot son and get my fucking idiot son out of here and they do this really fun satirical twist on trump with this guy and his son is a, is a gun for hire that you end up getting and uh that was a really, really fun side quest because you're out there like he's like, I need you to go click at the crossroads to help put up my posters. And you're like helping this guy campaign during a fucking cult takeover. Like it is ridiculous. And Dude. one of the more my favorite things about how this game is just fucking ridiculous. So I did a mission just now. I don't know if you guys have done it. I don't think it's unlocked until you finish the John C region. But I helped um, drive Nick Ryan, his wife, to the hospital to have their baby. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. I, I went to the house just to loot it because I, I, I was trying to work on my fishing skill. And I just walked in. I was looting it. And then my radio went off. And it was his wife. And he's like, uh, rookie ranger guy and Nick. Uh, come to the house, please. It's kind of urgent. And then all of a sudden, the screen just went black and it went straight into the mission just because I was in there walking around and I had to drive them to the hospital. And it was like, you know, she's screaming the whole time. And he's like, you know, you're he's taking you on all these shortcuts through the woods and you're doing jumps and stuff. And, like, <laughs> and then when you're done with it, there's like a super heartfelt part where they have the baby and they say you're the godfather and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then... But then when you go into the medicals, when you go into the little the little clinic, you there's a phone in there. Listen to that recording because it's Nick calling the doctor saying, hey, my buddy said that the CDC has a pill that'll make the wife have a boy, not a girl. Uh, can you call <laughs> me and tell me about that? <laughs> like, that's really funny. Yeah, there's, Dude, yeah, there's the some game great crack up. Uh, also, I have one of the greatest side characters and guns for hire of all time in Cheeseburgers the Bear. Um, 
Cheeseburgers. I've only got three. I've only got three side characters because I haven't gone north. Yeah. I've only got Grace, Boomer, and um, Nick. That's yeah. It, I've so got. Far. I got Boomer. I've got this dude with a big old bazooka. I got cheeseburgers, and I got Jess Black. Um, I so got. I've got. Yeah, I got Jess Black. I got Boomer, and I have um, Helicopter Lady. Yeah. So cheeseburgers is awesome because he's literally a local celebrity. So one of the coolest parts about walking around with cheeseburgers is when you like go into an area that's been liberated and shit like that. Like, cause normally when you go to liberated areas, people are like, fuck the father. Let me help you kill him. You know, they kind of like, you know, they're kind of the rebel rousers, the rebels, you know, shit like that. Well, when you go in there with cheeseburgers, they're like, oh, how cute. Can I take a picture with him? Because he's a fucking <laughs> local celebrity. So everybody <laughs> like cares like more about cheeseburgers than anything else that's going on. Uh, it is oh, it is really fun. And he's a beast. Like, he's a badass. Um, he, cheeseburgers, is he's just fucking lost people. And I unlocked it where I can have two guns for hire with me. And so I have cheeseburgers and Boomer. So I got my bear and my dog killing and attacking everybody. It's awesome. Oh, just a quick side point on one of the guns for hires. Uh, I don't know what her name is. I forgot, but um, she's uh, in control of the helicopters. Like, I just call her the helicopter chick. But it's so freaking funny because almost everything that comes out of her mouth is about getting, like, plowed. <laughs> or something about a dick. It's it's nonstop with her. It's so freaking funny because that's all she talks about. Is like, well, we gotta hurry up because I gotta go home and get plowed. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's this game, it's man. So funny. That's this game, and it it is over the top. It has a ton of humor, um, and and I've really been enjoying the hell out of it. I really have. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's 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 a very yeah. Um, well done game in general. It feels good. It plays good. Yep. It's it's just it's genuinely just fun. Um, and I've yeah. I, I wish I had more time to play it, but yeah. I'm I'm very impressed with it for sure. The great thing about Far Cry Five right now, and I'll kind of we'll we'll kind of leave on this note unless anybody else has anything they want to say, but uh, it's worth picking up because it's it is fun to look past the flaws of the game, and once you kind of get past some of those those other items that we talked about earlier, uh, you you are just going to have a lot of fun with the game, and that that's the coolest part about it is it is a it is a fun game, and that's what they're supposed to be is they're they're games and it's supposed to be fun, and this definitely is. Absolutely. If it keeps me up till 2 a.m., you know it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I've done that I think a that's times. one of the most important points is, is genuinely the game is fun. You know, yep. just genuinely, it's a fun game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, cool. Gents, anything else you guys want to talk about before we cut on out of here? No, I think that's no. good. Right? Cool. Well, awesome. Uh, that has been episode 29, man. Thanks, everybody, for stopping in. Uh, once again, check us out at malice-corp.com. We are Nerd Mosh Pit on the family of Malice Corp uh, podcasts. Uh, Nick, where can everybody follow you, man? Raiders0314 at PlayStation Network. Kenny. Swallow barefoot all day, every day. Uh, I am the Big Papa Matt. You can follow me at malice-corp.com at the Big Papa Matt. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerd Mosh Pit, and you can follow me at the Big Papa Matt on Twitter. You can email us at nerdmoshpit at gmail.com if you want to join in any of the conversations. Let us know what you've been playing, what you've been watching, what you've been having fun with. Um, please remember to like, subscribe, share, give us those five-star reviews. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what kind of fun you're having with our show. We really do appreciate all the love and support, and thanks for sharing with all the friends 
the family, the enemies. And remember, if you see a great conversation, jump on in. Just watch out for the flying elbows every once in a while and the sweaty fat guy with the long hair. So have a great one. It's been fun. Don't come back. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction.